0: Hello, and thank you for joining us for another Clarkson, Wright & Jake's podcast. This time around, I'm joined by Faye Shortall, who is a solicitor in our employment department. Today, I'll be asking Faye for her thoughts and opinions on the topic of alcohol in the workplace. So let's get started. Alcohol Change UK suggests that 25 million adults in England regularly drink alcohol. Although alcohol has been a part of UK work culture for many, many years now, it has come under the microscope quite recently, due largely, I suppose, to the number of problems affecting the workplace. Uh, These problems, such as dips in productivity, increased accidents or near misses, poor performance, conduct issues, increased absenteeism, The list of workplace problems associated with the overconsumption of alcohol is extremely long. Uh, This issue is made more complex when these problems can occur from overconsumption of alcohol outside of working hours. So, Faith, let's start with taking a look at this complex issue. Let's start with asking the question, why is alcohol consumption even relevant to the workplace?
1: Thanks, Chris. So there are two broad scenarios that an employer might need to consider that do relate to alcohol in the, first, in the workplace. Firstly, they need to consider where the employer itself brings alcohol into the workplace, for example, office parties um, and how that will be managed. And secondly, the effects that an employee's alcohol consumption outside of the workplace could have in the workplace.
0: Okay, thank you. So to protect their employees and their business or the business, what should employers be doing to manage alcohol in the workplace?
1: So from the outset, we would advise that, first of all, and ACAS also highlight this, um, it's the importance of employers having a clear alcohol policy in place that sets out how the employer intends to deal with various matters. Having an alcohol policy in place means that an employer is clear right from the outset the standards that are expected of employees and what will and will not be tolerated and how alcohol misuse will also be dealt with.
0: Yeah, I guess having an alcohol policy will certainly be a sensible step, but let's go into that a little bit further. What do you think such a policy should cover for it to be meaningful?
1: So the policy would set out how an employer will approach the situation where an employee has an alcohol problem For example, will they recognise that problem as an illness and offer support, along with providing detail of help available? Um, And in the first instance, when dealing with an alcohol problem, an employer might decide to suspend disciplinary action on a condition that the worker utilises the help on offer. So the policy should also address um, what is and is not acceptable and what the employer's stance will be when considering whether an issue is one of capability or disciplinary. There's extensive case law dealing with alcohol-related dismissals, and on the face of it, what might seem to be clear gross misconduct entitling an employer to dismiss, there are many things for an employer to consider if they're able to do so fairly. Some case law examples where a clear alcohol policy would have been useful um, include a dismissal being held to be unfair, where an employee was dismissed for drinking in a pub during work hours – On the face of it, that seems quite straightforward, Um, but some of his employees hadn't been dismissed. They'd been drinking at work. The employer said that there was a difference to them whether somebody was drinking on or off the premises during working hours. And the Employment Tribunal had said that because the employer had not made this distinction clear, the dismissal was unfair.
0: Um, OK, thank you. So what about the Equality Act? Is this relevant in an employer's approach?
1: Yes, it is. Um, Whilst an addiction to alcohol itself um, doesn't amount to a disability under the Equality Act, certain other conditions that arise because of alcoholism, such as depression, could amount to a disability. So an employer does need to be careful not to act in a discriminatory manner when dismissing somebody for being under the influence of alcohol at work. For example, the case where an employee had a history of drinking, he was given a final warning and then after this began drinking heavily and he did receive medical treatment. He was subsequently dismissed, but the employment tribunal found that his underlying problem was actually a depressive condition. So his dismissal was held to be unfair.
0: Um, here's, a, here's a million dollar question for many an HR person. Um. What about the circumstances where alcohol is supplied by the employer, such as a social event or gathering?
1: Yep, so employers do need to be really clear on their policies around workplace drinking. If problems do arise at a work event or even after a work event, an employer could find themselves vicariously liable for their employees' actions. So, If there is a fallout, what an employment tribunal will consider is whether the employer is actually partially responsible for an employee's actions if they have been the ones that have introduced alcohol into the workplace and encouraged their employees to drink. So, for example, there is case law whereby an employer was held to be vicariously liable – For the assault by its managing director on a fellow employee that took place after the Christmas party had concluded, the tribunal took into account the fact that the employer had actually supplied that alcohol that subsequently led to an assault by the managing director. As well as employers being vicariously liable, they are becoming more conscious of the role that alcohol in the workplace has and issues that can arise. So when organising events, employers who focus their events purely on alcohol consumption could actually exclude certain employees who don't drink because of either a religion or a disability. This could essentially indirectly discriminate against those individuals under the Equality Act. And in March this year, the BBC published an article based on younger employers changing the role of alcohol in the workplace it's widely published that Generation Z are increasingly non-drinkers. So there could even be a situation in the future whereby focusing work events on alcohol consumption could actually exclude younger employees. So there is a lot that an employer needs to take into consideration, and it's not as simple on the face of it as it might seem.
0: OK, thank you, Faye. Um, let's leave it there. So that's it for us from us today. Um, a very interesting topic that has some serious implications for our workplaces Um, We've heard from Fay that employers have a legal duty or a legal responsibility to protect all employees' health and safety at work. Um, And this includes establishing a policy or practices and procedures to ensure that, one, the business is protected from problems that occur from overconsumption of alcohol, but also, in addition, um, understanding the signs of alcohol misuse will help organisations develop a support framework uh, to help and assist or support employees who are experiencing difficulties. Um, so, as I said, that's it. On behalf of myself and Faye, we hope you found this podcast helpful. Uh, we generally mention with all of our podcasts that we aim to give general information on important topics facing our businesses in the UK. Uh, more complex issues where they arise, we would always suggest seeking specialist legal advice um, And again, we we ask you if you haven't already done so, you can listen to our other podcasts by heading over to our website where there's a number of podcasts uh, discussing numerous topics, including managing mental health, performance and capability, social media, amongst many others. So until our next recording, thanks for listening.